Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Jordan trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! Against Gill, the crowd on its feet. Allen for the win! Yeah! The Sneaker History Podcast. <laughs> what up, what up? Welcome back to the Sneaker History Podcast. My name's Nick Ingvall with my guys, Mike and Rowett, to talk some kicks today. What's good, fellas? How you guys doing? Thawing out, defrosting, <laughs> I don't know, something. I mean, I'm in Texas and I feel like I lived in Wisconsin this weekend, so or this week, so I don't know. No, it's it's no longer that sunny day. It's that snowy day here in Portland, <laughs> Oregon. So I think I'm doing a little bit better than our fallen compatriot who hang yeah, in there, man. Robbie. Free Robbie. Free Robbie. <laughs> yep. Dude, how do we have the same weather, by the way? When does Portland and Texas ever have the same weather? In South Texas, mind you. It sounds like a really bad uh, punchline <laughs> for a joke, but you know what? I, I always like sharing things in common with you, Mike. You're one of my favorite people in this world, especially same the sneaker you, game. So I'll take that. And you're not too shabby. Either. Thank you, thank you. I mean, I, I mean, I love you guys both, but I'm totally okay with not sharing the snow with you right now, too. So. Oh my god, lucky guy. Yeah. So, uh, like, I guess let's just before we get into, we're going to talk some Jordans today. There's a lot of cool new releases coming. Um, kind of give some insight into those. Give our opinions on some of the upcoming ones. But first and foremost, what are you guys rocking? What are you guys copping this week? Man, I had to go to a store a couple times, and I was like, you know what? I don't have any snow material shoes, whatever, because I live in Texas, but 90s basketball shoes will get you through snow. And one of the ones I was rocking was my Military Blues because they've seen a lot. They've holed up. They're, they're troopers. So that's what I had on my feet today. Um, something I saw I want to cop that I won't because I just won't have a chance to is the Armand Monnier Jordan 3. My God, that looks so good, but I know I'm not going to really get it, so it is what it is. I think positive, Mike. I'm I think positive you I you won't be. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. What you got, Ro? There's that 90 people. <laughs> I'm positive. Uh, for me, I was rocking my Zoom Revis 1 Ooh. breads because that is the ideal shoe for snow shoveling because we've been getting a lot of snow here in Portland. And what I'm hoping to cop, because I hope it's an actual reality, is the LeBron Dodgers colorway that is the hot rumor for the next entry in LeBron Watch 2021. I know that there was some kind of scuttlebutt on the Discord that, hey, I don't know how comfortable I feel as a potential buyer because this has that Dodger affiliation. But at the same time, I look at it from the perspective of don't think of it as that if you have an issue with that baseball team, but rather think of it as an alternate USA colorway. So that's how I'm justifying my hopeful... (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So there we go. How about you, Nick? Well, first, I got to just say, 
I I've been dealing with some some things, so I haven't been on the Discord for about a week, and it just makes my heart smile that I have people holding back from Dodger colorways simply because they're attached to the Dodgers. As a Giants fan, clearly, <laughs> I'm, you can see I'm wearing a I'm wearing a Giants Thrasher hoodie. Like it's, it's this this is just like it just makes me so happy. So shout out to the Discord <laughs> um, <laughs> for representing my opinions even when I'm not available <laughs> to hop in there. <laughs> Nice. But um, so uh, as far as uh, what I was rocking, I, man, I think I don't know if it's been the last two or three shows, but I'm still I'm still on the black cement threes. I I pull them out. They've been sitting by the front door. There's not really a reason to wear. I literally looked down this morning and I was like, why do I wear other shoes? Like this is just so good, you know. Like, <laughs> but um, I, and then I ain't mad at you. Coppin, shout out to Robbie oh, for, for talking to the good folks at Reebok, uh, sending me the hot ones, questions. So uh, if you don't know, uh, I actually worked at Complex when First We Feast, about two months after First We Feast started, I'm, I became pretty close friends with uh, the Schoenberger brothers. And, uh, you know, it's awesome to see Chris and Sean and all the people associated with First We Feast and hot ones really just like, like, you know, like the brand is just like booming, right? It's really yeah, impressive because if you look at some of the other brands that, that Complex had over the years, and you could say this about any media company, right? Like all of them have the ups and downs, but like to really hit a home run and be nine years deep or whatever it is now, got close to 10 years, I guess it's coming soon. Um, and, and to be able to like actually create like a, a collaboration, you know, I think... Um, I think and do it in a way that's that like actually gets people excited because the colorway is actually really dope. And I wasn't necessarily a fan of all the hot ones collabs of the first round. Obviously, the question one is my favorite silhouette anyway, but I think the colors are just super dope. Like they could have done that color combo yeah. on any of the shoes and I would have been into it because it's it's like this just screamingly bright, you know, perfect reddish orange yeah it's just like it's perfect and i think like all the details too they did such a good job with the tongue the scoville like 1996 cut tie in all the fire on the eyelets like there's just so many things about the shoe you know it's just and and like for me it's just i love seeing my friends succeed you know i mean like you guys get these opportunities and do this stuff and like i mean that's what i want that's what I do all this stuff for is to see people that I care about get these cool opportunities and to see somebody get that collaboration, knowing also that those guys were, you know, Iverson fans from back in the day. I think that's just yeah. super dope. I would love to see Allen on hot ones though. That would be Iverson on hot ones would be a, a, a potentially a hot mess, but it would be a, a hot mess. I would tune oh, in for, I'd be say that. Perfect. <laughs> and I think we need, we need a group of uh, hot ones. I mean, come on guys. We can, we can do a virtual one, Sean, send us the hot sauces. Let's, let's get down. We can do it. Yes. I would love to. Yeah. I would love to bring shame to all my ancestors <laughs> because I'm probably the only Indian person. I can't do spicy food. Like no joke growing up as a kid, my mom would have to make a separate batch that was bland as hell because your boy can't do any sort of spice. So I will gladly be the cheerleader. I will hype you guys on as Sean asks you those really obscure questions about your past and I will act surprised and shocked. But you guys you guys do you. And I will say this, like to the point that you made, Nick, about complex I was having this discussion with a buddy of mine recently because we were lamenting the fact, and this makes me sound incredibly ancient and I'm okay with that, 
how MTV's become the ridiculousness channel. And there was that article that had just come out that it's 18 hours of this one show. And the only reason that's the case is for whatever reason, there was some study done somewhere down the line where they said, this is middle America's favorite show. Now, what I grew up on an MTV diet was mostly pop culture, but it was very pop culture. And I think complex has kind of taken on that mantle because to your point, you have the hot ones, you had sneaker shopping, which we've kind of compared to a cribs. And now even the likes of Jesus and Mero, where they started on complex before they got to the multimedia moguls that they are now because that brand is so strong so i always have respect for that component of complex and now the fact that you've kind of been a part of that era lets me know that it's the right decision to make well the other interesting thing about that and the point that you make about you know the the mtv tie-ins right and the ridiculousness conversation i actually think that there's a lot of uh, you know, I, I'm not pointing fingers, but there's a lot of uh, it's it's not even just big brands. It's everyone, right? Like everyone. Ridiculousness is simply a memeified TV show, right? Mm-hmm. Like it is the Internet on TV for MTV yep. for people that, you know, it's it's jackass fast forwarded 20 years. Right. Is basically yep. what it is. And and right now. You see it in all aspects, right? You see it in sports. You see it in and I, and like don't get me wrong, like I love some of this stuff, but like, you know, it's it's really tough to do it in a way that's sustainable, right? You see it with, you know, a lot of the sneaker Instagram accounts. Um, even complex sometimes is like over the top with some of the the video stuff that they're doing, right? Or the the, the reposted videos, the reposted TikTok type stuff, yeah. and it, it's it's a slippery slope. And I think that is kind of a really interesting, like not for this podcast conversation about where things are headed for society. When the biggest players and the most successful small players all have the same formula. And now what happens, right? Because at the end of the day, like I, I, we were talking about before we started recording, like some of the stuff is just like killing time. You're sitting on the toilet and this is when you're scrolling through, right? That's what memes, that's what corny videos are. That's what TikToks are. Like that's all that stuff. When I'm like actually looking to consume information to make my life better, I'm never going to Instagram or TikTok or Snapchat, right? Like there are times when I want that kind of to just check in and see where things are at, see if there's anything interesting. But at the end of the day, I know there's the separation. I know, you know, that there's a difference. But when I see that article, you know, about ridiculousness, I'm a big fan of what Rob Dyrdek has done. Like, I am like, you know, I, 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 I absolutely think that he's done amazing things. But I think in terms of what he's kind of segmented to MTV, it sucks for MTV because what he's doing behind the scenes is what's really impressive about who he is as a person. And that's the stuff that should be elevated For to sure. the masses. But you can get that if you look at who Rob Dyrdek is, Dyrdek Enterprises, all the investments that he's made. But now like we're getting right. to this point where, where people consume these things in completely separate silos. And the biggest silo is this like time suck of everything. I'm also 100% aware that like 2020 deserve to be in a time suck in itself so like you know go as far down that rabbit hole as you need to if you need to make it 24 hours a day of ridiculousness just to get us out of that mindset and get us out of the pandemic so be it but 
Yeah. Like, I hope that people are aware of it because I also look at like some of the people that are posting, you know, in sports and in, you know, kind of more entertainment world. And like, if you're a comedian, it's one thing, but like when you're a sports team and it's hard to find actual information on your team, that becomes a little bit frustrating as a, as a fan. Right. So then yeah. now like, you know, you have the option to go, I don't know, you're either going to go to ESPN's website or you're going to go to the athletic or wherever you choose to consume that information. But the ease of access to the good stuff seems to be even more harder to find because all of the stuff that bubbles up to the top based on the algorithms is always some sort of, you know, memeified gif, you know, whatever the yeah. thing is that's trendy. And I think that's a really interesting direction for things. And I hope that, I hope that people are paying attention because if it's all about like, you know, not to pick on you, Mike, because a lot of people did this, yeah. but like so many people just like stepped outside and stepped in the snow and like took a picture of their shoes and it was everywhere. And it's mm -hmm. like, but like, then, then what happens is like the big guys, the big accounts take it and they get like the, the next version of that. And they overdo it until it's like, Oh my God, yeah. you just ruined the okay. fun for everybody that actually got snow <laughs> for the first time. Right. It's like, yep. so I, I just, I'll, I have a lot of like thoughts around that based on, you know, just my experience working for, you know, bigger companies, but also just in like seeing the, the repetitiveness of everybody's feed right now, it's really interesting yeah. to think about like, Hey, if MTV is doing that on TV, people are doing it on big accounts on the internet. What's going to be the, like, what's going to be the end of that, right? Like, you know, the, the, the nail in the coffin for Grantland or, you know, the door opening for the athletic or whatever that looks like something will happen and there's going to be a big shift and there's going to be a lot of people that see that same drop off and like, Oh, I had a hundred million followers on Instagram, but only a hundred thousand people or only 10,000 people even see my post now. And now yeah. you've just wasted 10, 12 years building up that account. And you have nothing of value because you've got to post some guy creasing his toe box or something like that, you know? Well, ESPN's even doing that now. I mean, you notice, look at the ESPN feed. They're yeah. real like meme gif, whatever short crazy video happy now uh bleacher report i mean that was kind of their thing they're kind of like the jokesters and whatever you know you've seen like the you know what game of zones and stuff which i actually really enjoyed that little cartoon by the way but yeah. that's kind of what their personality was and that's how they're garnering so much attention right um but you're right like grantland athletic uh, places who are really just driven by the actual story and the people behind them are seeing that drop off because like well I'm not going to do that. And even, I mean, I, sometimes with us, I think that because, yeah, we'll, we'll post a, you know, repost something silly every so often. It's like, oh, look at this, like, stupid video of this person doing this or, like, the crease in it. Cool. I mean, every, like, everyone's entitled to, like, like, make a joke or, you know, make it funny sometimes. But I feel like it's not funny for the 30th millionth time. It's like, oh, look, there's another meme. Like, you have to mix in something real with something goofy because I think that's a real personality. Like, no one's goofy 24-7, yeah. I don't think. So, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy to me. That's the things that, you again, bubble up. Because people don't want to think, I guess. And maybe I don't want to go mm -hmm. too deep down that rabbit hole, but I feel like people just, they they're use this as a form of, or, you know, social media as a form of escapism when companies like you know, us and other people try to, like, actually put news out. I mean, like, put, like, hey, here's real information. Here's history here's this that and the third and it just is hard to 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 
you know, fight up to the top of that when you just got, oh, I'm just going to scroll on the toilet. Huh, that's a stupid video. I'm going to repost it, though. I'm like, <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe I'm looking at this the wrong way because I think as we were kind of stumbling around this conversation, I realized TV is not what oh. it once was. Maybe the modern day equivalent for MTV for like that young 16 to 23 demographic is their phone because they can curate that far mm-hmm. better than any sort of programming block could back in our yep. day. So I understand that, but it is definitely an interesting conversation. Maybe it's one for one of our Patreon only episodes. Yeah, they would enjoy yeah <laughs> I think the other thing that's really interesting about it too is that it's it's that's something that draws people into sports that aren't normally that way right like if tennis went that direction you'd have all sorts of people interested in the game of tennis again which would sell tennis shoes which would you know like uh, i mean uh let's see i forget what i think we're missing it right now but like the uh i'm watching it right now yeah so i don't don't have a tv in here or anything (laughs) i can watch it on but like like that matchup, right? Like that's something that will bring yep. people to tennis. But like if they went if they want the next generation, they have to play in that space. And I think that's really interesting, right? Like we've talked about Formula One, Rowett, and I think Formula One has done an incredible job of balancing that like internet culture and like this is who we are, kind of the the history of Formula One, the stories behind the people and partially i think their success comes from like at least in the states you don't have people following massive accounts of formula one content the way you do with like sneakers or basketball right like sneakers and basketball for us we see almost everything right like i mean i think we follow all the major accounts all the semi-major accounts all the minor accounts like collectively i see you know, uh, a complex, a nice kicks, a soul collector post on five to 10 different accounts every single day. So Mm -hmm. I'm also totally biased in the sense that like, I'm in this so deep every day that I can't not see this multiple times because the algorithm, that's also why I get frustrated with Instagram and the algorithm. And I bring it up a lot because I literally see how it feeds me the same post every time, right? Like I switch to a log into a different account hey, this is the hot, hot post of the day. And the most unfortunate thing about that is like, you know, I would love for there to be, you know, like some of your photography, Mike, like, you know, just like there's, there's so many people making great content around the sneaker world that just don't get elevated because the algorithms are just like, oh, well, this is the funny thing today. We're just going to continue to post this and we'll feed this to everybody yeah. that logs in today. And I'll I'll end that rant because I could c- continue on for a long time, but <laughs> it's just really interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But. Yeah. All right. So no, we I, got a. I just think. It's, yeah. Go for it. Did, if you have some, something else. No, no, no. Just usual butting in. <laughs> no, it's that. all good, man. It's all good. Um, I I do, I do enough of that for for all of us anyway. You guys should probably do more of it just <laughs> to keep me in check. <laughs> Um, so want to go through, um, well, I guess we should say we didn't get a review this week, so we, we need some help for the next episode. Cause you know, we gotta have something to read. We gotta help right. us out, man. Come on. Y'all yeah. been doing so good. I'll, I'll pull a KD burners. I'll get a burner. <laughs> iTunes. Yeah. Yeah. 
if, if we see a, a review from a guy named Mohit Ralphotra, <laughs> then you'll probably know who it is. All right. But hey, Apple doesn't know that. Yes, exactly. Um, oh, man. But yeah, if you have a moment, it would be dope if you left us a review. If you're on YouTube, just like, you know, leave a comment, smash the like button, subscribe, all those fun things. Uh, if you're really into the content that we're putting out, as we've already mentioned, Patreon and Discord got uh, quite a few people in there now having a good time at all times. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's by far my favorite part of the little community we've built around the Sneaker History podcast. So um, definitely check it out. It's at uh, patreon.com slash sneaker history. But that said, I think we want to just jump into the, the, the releases. There's just a, a ton of Jordan releases. I actually pulled up this article on Sneaker News, which we'll link to in the description. But uh, <laughs> I originally pulled it up thinking there would be like maybe 10, 15 releases. And I realized that I sure. haven't got to the bottom of it yet. I'm still scrolling. So we're just going to quickly run through some of these uh, shoes and get some opinions from you guys. And we'll start off with that uh, Air Jordan 1 Silver Toe that's dropping this week. What do you guys think? I think it's probably one of my top two or three that on this list. Um, just cause I've always been a big fan of the Jordan one shadow, which is one shoe I have not been able to own yet. And this would be a nice, uh, you know, a nice consolation until the prices decide to just plummet on Jordan ones. Yeah. And I figure as a San Antonio Spurs fan, Mike, <laughs> that also scratches that particular itch, but I, I'm going to go with what Mike said. It's a great starter shoe. Less is more. And you can never go wrong with the beautifully executed black, white, and gray shoe. So, yep. I agree. Uh, I, I have a, a similar colorway, the Lely May Jordan 1, so I would pass on this one, but I think the colorway is super dope. It won't be in my like size anyway. It's, it's, says it, though, by it's the women's. Way. I just have a Lely May Jordan 1. Like, don't mind me, guys. Freaking I mean, it. bespoke with Italian leather made with dolphin hair. <laughs> and that's right, dolphin don't even have hair. Smells mahogany. Nick effing angle, and that's what I do. I mean, there's there's no real good way to, to, to drop that one in. Because I was thinking, okay, well, I could talk about, you know, I have this uh, Jordan 1 colorway in a similar, and people are going to think Lely May anyway, so I got to say it. Right? <laughs> Give the but... people what they want. <laughs> yeah. Um... Have to keep up with the Jordans. <laughs> Um, okay, next up, uh, the PSG Jordan 1 Zoom Comfort. So I'm just going to start that one off. I think this colorway is super, super dope. I, I, I wasn't expecting to like it the way I do, but it's like super simple. I love just the bright hits. It's subtle enough. I don't know if their price is right. They're saying it's 140 but I mean. It doesn't matter. Zoom, it sold out immediately today. Yeah. doesn't matter. Oh, it was today? No, that shows. Sold out immediately. Did you want to go after that one, Mike? It's not the point of I wanted to go after it. I wanted the option to. I like options, Rowan. And I didn't have the option to say no to it. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Uh, Now, I'll say this. Maybe they knew something we didn't know because PSG had a performance today where Kylian Mbappe scored three goals and was three goals. And apologies, I think it was yesterday, so I've already got my soccer credibility already shot but i will say this the hint of purple is just lovely and it's giving me bioshock vibes because i think Mm. i like most of us were told we were selected to go after those jordans that were on sneakers but unfortunately i just wasn't quick enough on the draw and the only sneaker that i was really kicking myself over was that 
biohack one or whatever it was called that it just this seems like a extension of that particular attitude and that particular sentiment so this is a beautiful shoe if you got it great i'm happy for you yep all right so next up uh this one is already sold out on february 20th the jordan 3 cool gray <laughs> uh i think I we mean, can all agree it's, an, it's, a, it's a nice shoe love to have it but you know we already took the l basically next. <laughs> oh, dude i love this it, shoe but you know you're what? right let's, it's gone already like it's not been released and it's already gone let's do this let's all pick a shoe that we think won't sell out and the winner will get a value of eminem because i'm here? sure there's Is one there team jordan that i didn't know about <laughs> we'll find out soon enough but i think I, I think we're going about this the wrong way i'm sure there's one shoe that will not be sold out in two minutes maybe it'll Lasts a whole 10 minutes before it's all sold out, but we'll uh, see. Man. Well, not the next one, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, this, that, this is a This shoe. one's good, man. Yeah, so Air Jordan 4 toe pays uh, February 27th, retail supposedly $200. I saw it on the app, hit notify me, and instantly became sad. Just, <laughs> just, <laughs> Are you like preemptively sad? Like, man, I should have done this. You invested yeah. yourself too much, Nick. Don't invest yourself into it. <laughs> it's exactly that. Are you telling me the new the notify me is the new sold <laughs> out well. button? Because yeah, I mean, if it just I I mean that's yeah, essentially I mean, what I experienced, right? I hit it and I just thought, well, this is dumb because now I'm gonna wake up and think that I have a chance. But it's better if I don't know, right? Like I didn't feel any remorse around the Zoom comforts until Mike said you know, that they sold out the day already. You know, it's like, oh, well, I missed it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, so, nah. like, we're not going to go into this tangent, but hit, hitting the, like, notify me, the little heart, you know, tweeting it out, I did that. I went through that whole uh, exercise when it came to, like, the LeBron stuff, and I was still handed my L. So, I'm not investing my time anymore. If I can get in there and I can get it, cool, but... I was more heartbroken. That was the hardest loss ever, especially with that between the LeBrons and the Grinches and me tweeting it every two two hours. It's this, nah, bro. Your two hundred dollars ain't good enough for us. It's almost cynic now. So that's what. All right, let's see what's next on Schrodinger's <laughs> sneak. If I don't have them, that doesn't. That means nobody else also has them. But then the minute I want them, I can't have them. That's Schrodinger's sneakers, that's right? Literally, how it works. Yeah. So, uh, what's next? Oh, U University Blue Jordan Ones. I mean, these are definitely worth the heartache of not getting them on March sixth. One seventy retail, basically like a perfect Carolina Jordan One, right? I mean, mm -hmm. uh, so yeah. I, this became very morbid and sad, kind of... by the way. Like, I know. So... No, 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 no. <laughs> Here's the thing. This is what we're going to do, right? So Adam Carolla, back before he was a racist, had a segment called What Can't Adam Complain About? I'm going to take that approach with this particular exercise. So I think the Nike Air on the tongue, I don't think it's the same exact shade of blue that the rest of the shoe has. So that's a pass for me. Go on. Man. Why do you hate this shoe? Well, I like it, Roy. You know what? I'm going to make it ugly so I don't want it. Yeah. That's a that's a great idea. So Malhotra, the negative. 
Oh man, yeah, it's 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 unfortunate about Adam Carolla too, and another uh, MTV uh, gone wrong, I guess. But R.I.P. I guess I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so next up is the Jordan Three Georgetown. Man, this shoe is freaking gorgeous. I don't know if it's because I've been wearing the black cements, but that's why. I would love to have these. So I'm just oh, gonna I... say, like the the optimist in me does not like does not like you know the optimist in me is like maybe maybe by some chance the average sneaker consumer won't want it because the jump man's on the back knowing that that's not really gonna happen but i'm gonna try it anyway i'm gonna see if i can get these ones march 20th if we had to pick one out of the few we looked at so far i think may sit i think i've always thinking the same thing i think you may have a better chance at this one because three is just historical reference to the all-star threes last year everybody oh they're all red everyone's gonna buy them they sat for a while and maybe not sneakers but various other places i think you may have a shot nick uh this is definitely one i think back between 2011 and 2013 14 i think these would have been on shelves for 120 bucks so fingers crossed for you i hope you let's hope so I mean, I think we are kind of living in this era right now where the Jordan 1 and possibly the Jordan 11 are king and everything else might be had if you have enough good sneaker karma cashed in. I guess my question to the two of you is, if you were able to get a pair of any of the sneakers we've already previewed, and it seems that it's going to basically come down to this three and the previous one, what would you rather have? Because I think I'm leaning more towards this particular three, and not because I haven't seen the color on the tongue, because maybe I'll use that same absurd methodology to downgrade this shoe in my own eyes when I don't get it. But I think this is a clean, classy shoe that just, it almost transcends the coolness of the Jordan 3, which I think a lot of people still kind of count as their favorite Jordan. Yeah, if I had to pick between a 1 and a 3, I love 1s, but this one I I would have to go with, even though I'm not a big fan of navy blue. um, But the shape of it all, like Jordan 3 comfort compared to 1 is bar none. The shape going back to more of the closest to OG shape with the with this three, um, yeah, I would have to go with this one. I feel like it's more wearable overall. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely going with this one. I feel like uh, I feel like uh, you know an Iverson jersey or something, and I and like you know 2001 you know throwback jersey. Me, what what was the uh, what was the uh, I forget. I feel like there was a term that like the Jersey collectors used back in like the early two thousands, but now I can't think of it. But this is definitely one of those shoes that, uh, other than throwback, yeah, there's some some other thing. I can't, I can't think of it. Wow. Okay. But now, yeah, now like, I'm now interested I have to where you go with that. <laughs> well, I'll see if yeah. I can. I'll see anyway. if I can drum it up. But this is just one of those shoes that I think is easy to wear. I could wear it all the time. I, I, you know, to me, it's just like anything Georgetown and associated with iverson and and that era um the only thing that would make it cooler would be if there was like you know a little bit of that like kente cloth you know design that was on the side of the 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 shorts so yeah like the liner or something yeah something a little a little bit extra but i think you know to to i forget which which of you said it but like i guess like the simplistic nature of it too this is like a very adult jordan versus like even the university blue is like kind of a younger vibe in a sense. Um, even, and especially mm-hmm. like the taupe haze, like that's very much like a, a spin off of a Travis Scott vibe. 
I think, yep. you know, that to me is like, I don't know if I just am acknowledging that I'm old and washed and this is the old and washed Jordan three for me, but that's okay. I'm good with that. It's a good, it's a beautiful uh, shoe and I'd be happy to wear it. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. If I got a hand, if I got a, my hand on a pair of those taupe fours, believe me, I'm wearing khakis with those just so I can make every hypey's head explode. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the same boat. Like I'm, I'm sitting there thinking like, yeah, I'm just going to wear my normal jeans or blue jeans or, you know, whatever. I'm not out there looking fresh. I am boring. Like, give me a T-shirt that's like from Target and whatever pants are washed. I'm good. No, I was gonna say this. That's all about my Jake from State Farm Energy, and I think the uh, topes might be able to do that. And if that's the case, I'm ready to blow sne- uh, hype beast minds, so to speak, with how washed I am. Anyway, what do we have next on the uh, list? Jordan Five Stealth, basically. Uh, yeah, like. Essentially, like the the stealths that came out, whatever that was, two thousand six or so, yeah. white, little bit of little bit of gray on the on the midsole, and then uh, the blue accents. I I don't know. What do you guys think of this one? I think this is the most boring Jordan Five I've ever seen in my life. I I just don't. I'm not a big Five person, but I respect the Five colorways. Uh, this is literally looks like to me one of like the grade school fives you would see that they just pump out random time of the year. I don't, I don't like them. Now I'm, I don't want to say anything is boring because if I was ever asked to design a shoe, believe me, I think my output would be more in line with something like this, but it strikes me really interesting that they're going all in on the college flavors, so to speak for March. And I get it. That's usually when the tournament is, but I don't know. I think it's a very simple shoe in the, all the wrong ways. So what we kind of celebrated about the previous Georgetown 3, I'm getting the complete opposite vibes of this from the 5. So I don't know. If this is a shoe for you, go for it. I hope somebody that wants it gets it, and this isn't another victim of the bots. But, yeah, not for me. Yeah, I, I think – so I think the 5 looks better in boring colorways. Um, yeah. But mm-hmm. it's – you know, it's, it's not for me. Like, I just, I don't know if it's, you know, I, I, I like the five, but I just, this one is just like almost too, I don't know if it's too simple or just what it is. Cause I actually like that color of blue too. I like the silver and blue, but yeah, just, just not for me. Um, this next one, what's up? They could have done more with the blue. If you look at things like the Olympic pair that came out, what, 2011 simple, but they just took some liberties with materials. Uh, even Fire Red, the, they use more of the red. Like, this is just such a minimal blue color. It's, it's like the, I guess it's a anniversary ones that are white and silver. I'm not a fan of those either because the fives are just too big of a shoe to be all white. Yeah, I, I, I could see that. I mean, it's I like the Fire Red fives with the 23 on mm-hmm. the heel, which is yeah, an all, almost all white shoe though, right? But like it's just yeah, that little the, hit of the twenty-three. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so so how about this next one, the Jordan Four University Blue? A heartbreak waiting to happen. I've already have informed uh, Robbie. I was like, if you're not going for these, sir, I need your assistance, <laughs> and I'm gonna beg the Discord group, help me because I want to give my right. two hundred twenty whatever dollars to to Jordan for these. I will also give you my sneakers entry if you I need it, Mike. It. Um, it's a cool shoe. Uh, 
gives me that Houston Oiler vibe. And I know I give Mike a lot of crap because he is from Houston and clearly not a Spurs fan. <laughs> but I want you to have this shoe because. But remind doesn't this remind us of a similar shoe that had come out that's also predominantly blue in terms of its blocking? But maybe there's a hint of a difference. Like I want to say this gives me that Travis Scott vibe, but. Maybe I'm completely off base oh, there. Crap. No, I didn't definitely. even think about that, so I'm not getting them. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not that I don't want them. Not that, now we said it out loud. Just like the right. Topaz 4, they give a Travis Scott vibe. Mocha ones. People are like, yeah. ooh, I couldn't get those. I really truly, I, my only thought was the, the UNC PEs, which I think these yeah. are the play on that. But now I didn't even think about right. the freaking Travis Scott. So, well, all right. We'll try. I mean, the thing that I really actually... Is it the same blue, though? Or... Yeah, yeah. It, it was... So, Travis Scott's, like, blue, black, a little bit of red. The cactus jacket. Yeah. Yep. I mean, the, the like, cement kind of mix-up with this one is interesting. I don't know if... I, I think it could be better without the cement. Um, but I actually really like the idea of, like, it looks like it's a type of suede, right? So, I yeah. mean... Yeah, that to me is is really interesting. Just on this colorway, I I, I don't know. I, I I could go either way on this one. Like I like it. I don't know if I'd like it if I got it in person and was like looking at it. You know, it's like I could probably talk myself out of it. There's one complaint though. The tongue tag is different. Uh, it is not the normal flight tongue tag. It is a you know, like they had the Michigans and the, uh, I guess the organs that had like the, whatever the tag said on the back. I think it says it on the toe box. Or I'm sorry, on the tongue tag. It looks a little weird, but <laughs> that's my one complaint about it. So if I didn't get it, I'd be like, oh, okay. But I really do like the overall shoe if I could just maybe replace the tongue tag with, you know, a, a flight one some, from down the road somewhere. That'd be cool. So... Next up is a Jordan 5 Raging Bull. This is basically the red suede pair retro, right? I'll go ahead and speak. Yeah. 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 Now, I was going to say this. We were talking about how the previous five we previewed looked too simple. This is splash yeah. in your face and probably the best part of what makes a five a five. And I like the shoe. I'll try for it, but I won't be disappointed if I don't get yeah. it. Same. I remember yeah, seeing these in the outlet while I was too. in college. Sitting there at the sitting at the cash register, I had not enough money to buy them because I was definitely a poor college student. But I mean, they're nice. I, I probably wouldn't wear them, but if I got them, just like wrote, it'd be nice to have them. But I won't be mad if someone who really wants them actually scooped them up. Uh, so next up, Air Jordan One Hyper Royal, April seventeenth, one seventy, sold out. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Yeah, it's a nice one though. I mean, it reminds me that Turbo Green. I think a lot of people have said that the Turbo Green from what 2018. Just this one's more of the uh, more University of Blue. So good looking shoe. I, I don't see anything wrong with it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a one. I'm not gonna get my hands yeah. on it even if I <laughs> want to. So. I I actually like this one quite a bit. It it it. I actually think of more of the. It's not the same, but like the color of this blue looks like it. Rem for some reason, it reminds me of the like women's Jordan One Low that came out in like two thousand seven mm -hmm. or eight. That was like a denim, um, oh. kind of a, a 
similar color blocking. My brother ended up getting a pair, but it was it was just like a good looking shoe. I, I think, yeah, this is like I don't even want to think about it anymore because I'm not going to get it. So uh, <laughs> let's let's move on to something else that Next. I won't get, but I would love to have the uh, Jordan Eleven Legend Blue Lows, uh, supposedly dropping in April. I I think you might have a chance. I, this is another one. I think you might I, have a chance. I'm with uh, Mike on this. I think it's an 11, but I don't know. I feel that, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but the lows don't have the same, I guess, hype mm-hmm. around them the same way that the mids or the original pairs do. And I see the low pairs tend to hang out a little bit more on that outlet if they even make it that far. So I'm just speaking from both sides of my mouth at this point, but... I'm 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 hoping for you, Nick. And if need be, I gave Mike a raffle ticket to the shoe of his choice. I'll give yeah, you my raffle I got ticket you as well. This. Right on. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, I, I I do agree. There's possibility that it'll be a little bit easier to attain just because it is a low. But I also think that uh, I think there's going to be some interesting timings in in regards to. So I'll just I'll wrap this into the next one, the citrus, the bright citrus lows, right? Mm. Um, April, May is going to be, there's going to be a lot of optimism in the air for people that have gotten vaccinated, springtime, Mike's no longer stuck in a snowstorm. We're all going to be thinking (laughs) happier thoughts. And I think that means that a lot of people are going to be like, I could rock some fresh white Jordan 11 lows and not, you know, yeah, that, that's how I feel about it. And the other interesting thing about the citrus pair is it's a women's colorway, so I'm assuming there won't be a male well, it's equivalent. Not, it's is not that saying fair? women's only on this one. I think this is might be for everybody because originally, yeah, it was just for women. So I think it'll be a women's. No, hey, I think it'll be a women's release, but potentially have extended sizes. But I'm not 100 percent sure. Oh, Don't perfect. quote me on that. I could change this, that, and the other by the time that comes around in May. So. <laughs> Oh, no, it does say women's. I'm sorry. I scrolled down a little further. It does say women's. So, what, you need like a size 20, Nick? Like, what you... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, Mike, Mike, when Deshaun Watson comes back to the Texans, get the misses a pair of these to celebrate. How about that? That's that optimism oh, we're she going don't, she for. Don't, the, uh, no, she don't, she don't like the Texans. She don't like the uh, – she's a Cowboys and Spurs fan. So, there's a – we're we're fighting for okay. the the Clearly. collective team soul of our children. We're like, which one are you gonna like? Wow, that's got to be a fantastic. That's got to be a that's got to be a, a challenge in the Guillory household. You know, I I, I just I, I'm visualizing the 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 pulling kids' arms just going back and forth between the teams. Just well, it's easy when we when our, all our teams suck right now. So we're like, eh, whatever. <laughs> now when one of us are good, it's like. Yeah, they, they... <laughs> You're going through the sportsmanship phase of uh, your teams, right? This is when you teach your kids about the joys exactly. of sportsmanship. And you shake it. hands when you get beat. Now, when we're good yeah. again, we're like, we stomp into the ground. We don't look back at them. <laughs> you, step on, you step on throats. You cut necks. Do what you have to do. That's the you, you know how we roll, right? You understand. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I may or may not have gotten kicked out of an SEC game once because I was yelling at the refs. 
because he had a big F on his oh, yeah. uh, the back of his referee <laughs> uniform. And I was just like, F is for failure, brother. <laughs> and I was asked to leave an Alabama football game. And here I thought, you know what? That's a first because I'm a meek boy from Missouri. That's an achievement. I can prove to the SEC that I can be. That's a yeah. big achievement, So there we go. Uh, yeah, but I'll, I'll use that to talk about another one of my passions, which is outside of berating referees at uh, amateur games, professional wrestling. So I was kind of looking at the next shoe, the Air Jordan 7 Flint, and I remember something that Mr. Unloved Ones was talking to us about where whenever he looks at a shoe, he tries to come up with the pop culture connotation of a yeah. colorway. So looking at the Air Jordan 7 Flint, I can't help but think of The Undertaker, yeah. and I'm talking about The Undertaker from like the mid-90s because – it's black, it's white, it's gray, but it's got that hint of purple that used to be the same color as his yep. gloves. So as he's choke slamming somebody, you can see that Donatello purple, which is another reference nice. that lets me know that it, I'm about that life. I like it. I'm not a big seven guy either, but I like that one. Between like I like two 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 sevens. This one in the Raptors. Oh, that color quits. Yeah, this this one is this is one that I regret not getting when it came out the first time. So. I'll give it a shot. We'll see. I don't know if I'll put a whole lot of effort into it just because, I don't know, just, I don't Seven know that I would wear it. Yeah, well, Seven that's the thing. When, when did it, yeah. When did it come out previously, Nick? Uh, This is probably like a 2004, two, 2004, 2005. Let me look real quick. Um, okay. 2006. Yeah, it it was uh it was one of those shoes that just like I think kind of flew under the radar back then too. Like I mean, a bunch of people liked it, but I think I remember it, it being on sale here in Sacramento. So um, I remember kids wearing it in school, I, like in high school. Yeah, yeah, I I could see people I could see people you know sleeping on it as well, right? It's the one thing that I I really like about it is like the the contrasting panels on the seven to me. It's the same as the six, right? Like it's that first time that I saw, you know, contrasting panels on the seven. I think like you saw it with like the like we talked about the carmines, right? Like that to me was like just a cool thing that, you know, it's just an overrated or an underrated element for some of these shoes. And I think now we've seen it so many times that it's not you know anything special. But to me, it's still it still kind of invokes those memories. Yeah, dude. Oh, hold up! I got a uh, news update. Serena just got washed in straight sets. Oh snap! Yeah, no. I just had that, that was too. so quick. She just an got o- washed an hour in and fifteen minutes. Sets. Wow, that was the quick. I didn't see that did coming. She, did she blank her on any? Nah, of the she sets? didn't no. blank her. Six, six no, three no six donuts. four. Yeah. Wow, Naomi's gonna be coming. a beast for years to come. She's Dude, she's good. Something man. else, yeah. I, I really would love yeah, to see like Serena win. A... Yeah, I wanted her to win she the Australian one more. this year. But, I just want yeah. one more if she can. I think she's going to do Wimbledon because I think as revolutionary of a player as she is, Wimbledon still kind of has that country club atmosphere and ambience that I always associate with tennis, whether that's a right statement or a wrong statement to make. And I think she's just going to save her game for Wimbledon because it still seems to be the premier event in the tennis world. But I don't know. What are you guys thinking? Because you guys tend to know a little bit more about the tennis than I do. Um, I think that would probably be a nice one for her to win. It's either going to be that or the U.S. Open. Uh, I mean, just to win in New York, to get that, to finally get that record. I, I see it. 
on yeah, home soil. you know, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was Wimbledon because Wimbledon is actually probably, I feel like, the less stressful in your body because of the grass, the softness of the uh, court, but you're not getting that crazy bounce like you get the French Open mm-hmm. on the clay. So I wouldn't be surprised if she actually pulled out at Wimbledon or U.S. Open. So home or I think the easier court to play on. I mean, I think we should just talk about this for a second because we had we had a little we had a little conversation about the goat on Instagram today, right? And yeah, <laughs> like obviously in the sneaker world, people want to talk about Michael Jordan as the goat, but Serena Williams is like the goat. Like, oh, I don't think yeah. you can even like compare the amount of success with other. Twenty one, like twenty one major titles. Yeah, like and 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 that's even that's even like spread out over like multiple like you know I, I don't if you're a tennis fan right you know that Rafa is like clay court god but yep. like you know and and Federer struggles on the clay right mm-hmm. so Serena is like I think she has. Like seven at Aust- in Australia, seven, six or seven Wimbledons, three or four French on the clay, and then a handful of U.S. Opens. It is mind blowing to think like someone could win literally every aspect of the sport at the highest level of the sport. Like so, you want to hear this stat? This is crazy. She has seven Australian Opens. Four French Opens. Oh, I'm sorry, three French Opens. She has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Wimbledons. One, two, three, four, five, six U.S. Opens. Yeah, 20, 23 titles. It's bananas. No, it was funny because as you were kind of pontificating there, Nick, I looked up Serena Williams' trophy case. And, <laughs> you know, that tennis journalism, I'm not too familiar with it, so I didn't know what the tennis equivalent of, let's say, Slam Magazine is. But... Golf Digest is the number one hit when you ask how many trophies does Serena Williams have? And she has 23, like Mike had kind of broken down. And it possibly frustrated me because I was at the tail end of Tom Brady's most recent win. But Tom Brady does not get goat status the same way that we give it to Serena, Jordan, Tiger, Fetter, just because of the fact that we have to make the clear distinction of an individual goat and a team goat. True, because true. He has a specialized set of skills that benefits from having complementary players around him. Serena, for the most part, has done this on her own. And I know she might have been, or she probably is, as prolific of a doubles player. Yeah, it's saying she's won 14 Grand Slam double titles with her sister and two other Grand Slam mixed double titles. So there is a precedence there that she can work as a part of a team, but her specialty is that individuality, which is what makes her so renowned and makes her the embodiment of this particular era of tennis. But yeah, I'm not trying to hear anything about Tom Brady. I think <laughs> Jordan has that case, but even that, that number is dwindling because Brian Scalabrini is clearly going to come out of retirement <laughs> and get up, another Scalabrini. title. Dude, she has four gold medals. She has one in singles. Yeah, three I was going to say. <laughs> you have, like, she has, I yeah. don't, I, well, I'm counting doubles because I played, I played tennis for over 10 years of my life. Doubles is just, this a whole different game. Than singles is just as hard in a different different way. You have like almost forty just Grand Slam titles. You have four gold medals. I 
Who who's touching that? No one. I don't care who you are. And you've you've done a team sport. You've done a single sport. Come, I. There's the argument shouldn't even be had. I mean, I I don't care who I made upset. I don't care if you love Michael Jordan. I think he's great too. But guess what? He ain't Serena. I mean, not to mention like. I, I believe she was pregnant when she won the Australian Open in 2017. Yes! She's she's back playing at the same... I mean, yes, she lost today, but she's back playing at, like, an incredible level already. Like 39 years old. Yeah. I mean, just... My God. Like, it's just unbelievable how... Like, just... Goat. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just... Anyway, okay. Let's, let's get back. Now that we had a little <laughs> tennis break... Um, I guess we should shout out the OG support group, uh, Sneaker Preservation Society, uh, Soul to Soul, all the guys that are, are constantly posting the sneaker photos of their of their old tennis shoes. Um, by the way, we're going to get some of those guys on the podcast here pretty soon. I'm in the works. Uh, got that down, in the works. fellas. But, um, so back nice. to the Jordan releases. We're finally getting the Air Jordan 1 Shadow 2.0. Uh, what do you guys think of this one? I will request all entries for those who are not because the shadow has eluded me every time it's released. I will take a 2.0. I am not ashamed to say it. That is all. <laughs> all right. Nick, do you, would you also want an entry to this? Because I just tend to alternate between <laughs> they need an entry. Who wants I, 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 I'm going to pass on this one. So the only shadow jordan one that i actually really want is a pair that i had before that was the 2009 release the 2009 release had like a had like a a really nice suede and a really good leather on it um and they're just like every pair that i've seen since like the the variations the different you know uh, you know with with the leather it's just not for me um so i i can i can toss my entry into the pot in the Discord for whoever's looking for this, Mike. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like try to get all of them. Like, come on, guys, I just need one. <laughs> no, get him now, Mike. <laughs> yeah, Robbie to it. Robbie's gonna start asking yeah. tomorrow. Like, dang it! <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Rob, Robbie is he's the master. He of has that. a set of he has a set of very specific <laughs> skills that's known to get him yeah. as objective. <laughs> And I know that's not the exact monologue from Taken, right. but when it comes to sneaker requests, Robbie, Robbie is Leonison, around, huh? and it's just yeah. one of those yep. things. He, he doesn't, and that's what I love and respect about him. Uh, if I hadn't seen the very first shoe that we talked about, I would probably be more all-in on this one, but I think I'm okay. And it's also a one, so I'm resigned to get it. So. <laughs> uh, the next one's kind of an interesting one just because it's a little mix-up yeah. alternate of the Jordan, Jordan 4 white cement. Uh, obviously, the... You know, we haven't seen real photos of it yet, so who knows if it's actually going to turn out to look this way. But at the way that Sneaker News has it off of Z Sneakerhead's uh, photo shop is uh, kind of, I guess, half half white cement with like black accents on the upper and a black liner. Uh, yeah, whatever. I'm just not. I'm not sold on these ones. I, I something's telling me this whole shoe's going to be gray. I mean, clearly this is just a mock-up, but something's telling me this whole shoe's going to be like gray. And I mean, if that's the case, I might be interested, but this one, no, I don't, I don't want this one. Yeah. Yeah. Going off the mock-up, it's a no for me, but I'll also have that opportunity to say if the actual shoe looks different, I reserve the right to change my opinion, but no for me. Next up, we got the Jordan 1, uh, the metallic court purple. 
June 3rd. 2016 is what a set around, but nope. Gonna watch these go away. I mean, this is one of the things I have to kind of pick and choose what I want, and um, I would rather go out to the Shadow 2.0s as opposed to getting these, but if I can't get those Shadows, I'll go for these. It's just one of those kind of how it works. I'm going to be eating a fresh stack of pancakes and trying to purify myself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka while I try to help out anybody that wants these because I got a very Dave Chappelle True Hollywood Story Prince vibe from them. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, these ones are definitely I'm going to go after. I don't know if there's any chance that I will actually get a pair, but I, I always love the Metallic Jordan 1s. You know, they, mm -hmm. they haven't really released too many of the original colorways. I think the... Uh, the the navies are probably the closest ones that I've really been interested in. This colorway, and then like the orange colorway. I forget which shade of orange it is, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'll go for these. I, I'm not I'm not uh, optimistic that I'll actually end up with them. Uh, I just I'm not very optimistic toward Jordan ones. I just kind of look at Jordan ones. It's like oh, it's a cool picture to see on the internet. They don't exist in real life. So that's how I feel, man. <laughs> Uh, so next up, uh, Fusion Red Jordan 1. Uh, yeah, I get it right though. This is a high OG, so this is going to be the one that's oh, yeah, yeah. Prob probably more money. It says 170, but I think all the high OGs are 190. I, I'm not paying 190 for Jordan 1, by the way. It's just way too much. 170 is pushing it, and uh, I don't really care so much for the the high OG compared to the the OG or whatever you want to call it. I, colorway, cool, like the neutral grays. I wanted those, but it wasn't happening. I don't care for this colorway, and I don't care for the hype of coming up with a high OG. So, so I'll pass it over to you. <laughs> well, so, so Jordan 1 and the high OG, the mid, all that conversation around the cut of a shoe to me is just like neither here nor there. Like the process in which all of that stuff happened, right? Like if you look at East Bay catalogs from 94, the people that determined whether that shoe was a mid or a high were probably just copywriters that looked at the shoe and were like, oh, that's Jordan 1 mid. They had no concept of the Jordan 1 high is, you know, in some weird little subculture more important than a one that's labeled mid. And yeah. I think that is really kind of fascinating because like, I'm not, there have been times in my life where certain colorways, I absolutely want the Nike air on the heel of a black cement three, uh, you know, the Nike air on the tongue of a Jordan one, but like, that's not always the case. Like it doesn't, it's not a make it or break it thing for me. Uh, this colorway, I'm not really interested in at all. It's, it's not an attractive colorway to me on the Jordan one. But I think the interesting thing is like the court purples, not having the OG high label on them, even though it's clearly a high OG Nike Air on the tongue and it's an original colorway, you know, to me that just seems like like an obvious choice. Um, Missed opportunity, man. Re regardless of whether it says, you know, OG high or high OG. I think that's just a really interesting talking point. We we should probably just do a whole episode on it because there's plenty of people that have crazy strong opinions on it and could tell you the differences between them. But at the end of the day, like I look at them now and just think, look, if I'm going to buy a pair of Jordan 1s, I'm going to wear it. It doesn't really matter. 
Um, the quality of them matters to me. And typically the Jordan one with the, the high OG gets the best materials. So I lean towards those if I can, but if the colorway is dope, like the colorway is dope. I don't care if there's a Jumpman on the tongue or a Nike Air on the tongue. It's not a, a make or break thing for me. I know Robbie, if when he listens to this episode is just going to be, you know, tearing his eyes out because he's like, you can't be saying this without me on the episode. Cause he, he's one of the people that absolutely wants the Nike air and the OG high cut and all yeah. of that stuff. So I totally understand, you know, to some extent why people want that and you know, more power to you. But it's really interesting when like we're looking at this on sneaker news and, and there's no distinguishing points around the court purple, but there is on this one. And I think like the Shadow 2.0 is the same thing, which I'm pretty sure that Shadow 2.0 photo at least is actually a mid. But we won't get into that on this episode. We'll wait yes. for another one. But um, so let's move on to the next uh, interesting colorway. I don't know if this is actually if if I haven't seen any actual release information on this, but Travis Scott Air Jordan Six in this British khaki. Uh, I mean, I like the original Travis Scott six, but I don't think I'll have a chance at getting these. So no point in getting my hopes up. What do you guys uh, think? I, I just don't want to have my feet wearing cargo shorts. I don't understand the pockets on the side. I hate them, <laughs> but I will gladly give you my entry. Uh, so if I'll, you want it, Nick. <laughs> I'll, give, I'll give you my entry only if you give me the fanny pack on the side. <laughs> if and when you get these, uh... I need to borrow your fanny pack. <laughs> Yeah, like if I ever want to make a like stop action movie, I'm gonna do a one eighth rendition of my actual hype. This will be the fanny pack <laughs> that I will be wearing instead. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's a Travis Scott thing, so that kind of just lets us know it's not for us. And more power to anybody that wants a sneaker. I hope you guys get it. And this also seems to be a rendering yeah. based yeah, on the nice. insignia on the side, so maybe we don't get the fanny pack We're at all. A lot of renderings. Oh. Yeah, we're getting into a lot of renderings. We'll go, we'll go a, a, a few more, and then uh, we'll we'll cut it off, and we'll throw this to everybody that's listening. But like the Jordan One High Paisley, I think we talked about before. I'm really into this colorway. I I, I would love to get a couple of these. Have one of them switch to purple, just because that's yeah, what you I thought it was originally. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but but I love the blue too. So hopefully, I can grab. Uh, you know, I can. Uh, I'm I'm this is super wishful thinking but it would be nice to get a couple of pairs of these and have one of them customized. I I actually would like it. I I don't have a problem with it. I think it'd be really dope if they used a canvas or almost like a thick bandana material on the back. I think that would make it so so much cooler if that was the case. Um but I won't ever get one in my hand because it's a Jordan 1 unless I trip and fall and stumble on the win button, but I yeah, I think it's actually kind of cool. Yeah, I'm with you, Mike. Yeah, win is a win, so if you get it, awesome. Uh, I'm hoping it's a bandana because it would truly separate this shoe from any other Jordan one, and I think it would justify the hype because we are kind of living in that era right now. Any sort of Jordan one will get an unusual amount of hype, and more often than not, it's not warranted. But in this case, if they do the bandana, yeah. go for it. I think it's worth all the accolade and the acclaim that it would get. How about the uh, Air Jordan 13 Gym Red? This is kind of a uh, a reverse on the gray toe, right? Or or I guess like a. Uh, it's the red the... flint they call it. Yeah, the red flint. Yeah, 
That's a better way to but describe it. If I'm not mistaken, I think this is supposed. It resembles one. Of, I could be wrong. This may not be the one, and I'll be corrected. I'm sure. But the Kevin Martin PE he had when he played with the Rockets, I think, is very similar to that one. I think it maybe a different shade of red, and maybe some different accents here or there are different uh, that aren't the same. But I think it's one of those that really resemble that to a degree. I like it. I mean, I would. I would cop. I'm trying to. I'm trying to find that Kevin Martin, and it looks suspiciously a lot like yeah. that one, but everything I've kind of seen says that this is a good shoe. I'll probably try for this one. Yeah, I, I think this colorway looks great. I mean, I, the, I've the 13 I've I've kind of grown away from in, over the years, but um, it also reminds me, I, I don't think Jason Kidd wore this. I think he wore the actual, like... Uh, What's the what's the other version the that I already said the oh uh, gray toe, the gray toe, I think he yeah. had like a PE of the gray toe, mm -hmm. but this kind of reminds me of like his Nets era, which is pretty dope, the PEs yeah. that he wore back then. So I, I don't know, like I could see going for this one. Um, although this would be one of the shoes that I could see not selling out too. What do you guys think? I hope not. That would be fantastic. So why why have you grown apart from the thirteen? If you don't mind me asking, Nick. Uh, so <laughs> when, when you wear the 13 and you look straight down on the shoe, it looks funny to me now. Really? Like, I, I, I don't know why, like, I know Gary Freehand Prophet would agree with me, but maybe we're the only two people in the world that have, have this feeling, but it's, uh, it's one of those things that just like through the years kind of like, I don't know, like. The right colors still look good, but like not enough for me to feel like, oh, I gotta, I gotta get that and wear that, right? Which is funny because like when the 13 came out originally, I had, I mean, I bought probably four or five pairs. Like I, I was, you know, making good money at that time, and I was like, okay, time, time to like go hard into this. I had like the Chutneys and the Altitudes, the white and black, you know, he got game, whatever. Um, yeah, so. All right, what else we got here? We've got uh, so we got the change the world Jordan nines. I, I I'm waiting for the rest of the story on this one. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we've seen the full story on it. I think there's more to it that I hope will be will explain the colorway a little better. Yeah, I think they're actually a nice looking nine. I won't buy them because you guys know my feeling on nines, but it's cool. I'm always a fan of mismatched shoes, but I also share Mike's sentiment that nines are not necessarily for me. So, as always, my pass is available to anybody on the Patreon Same. that wants it. Yeah, likewise. Uh, Jordan 13 reverse bread. I just vigorously shaking my head, no. Yeah, that's, 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 a, no. Just, that's a no for just, me. That's a no for me. <laughs> yeah. I, something about it just this screams 2009 you know, fake. I don't know why, but... I, it just does to me. Something is just looks off about the shoe. I can't describe it. It's not pleasing to the eyes. No, not at all. And I like the 13s usually, but this is one of the first pairs where it just, if you're looking at this as a snapshot and somebody asks you, hey, is this an authentic pair? There is some innate quality that tells me this is not what I would expect a 13 to yeah. look like. But maybe it looks better in person. But in the one photo that we're working off of, it just feels a little 
cheap. There it is. I think that's what it is. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I'm going to throw two more at you because we're getting into a lot of mock-ups and we just, yeah. I think the speculation is one of the things that I'm not really interested in, but, um, obviously the Jordan one KO Chicago has been talked about for quite a while. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Are you, uh, is that a, a copper pass? I like the KO the last retro. I had the, I guess the sport blue pair that looked like the Royals. Um, I just don't like the fact there's no ventilation in that shoe, and it's so hot. So I will not be buying another one of those because on a typical day in Houston, I wouldn't need my shoes to be warm, and I don't need those. <laughs> I don't like the KO model for whatever reason, so I'm always going to pass on those. But it's a decent shoe. I love the colorway, so it has that working for it. All right, so I I uh, also pass on the KO, but I, I also lied because there's two shoes that I want to ask you about, even though I said there was two <laughs> shoes previously. All right. Uh, the next up is the Jordan One Smoke Dirty Gray, one. which uh, I think Kenneth posted on his account recently. Um, kind of like, kind of like, I don't know. Something about the shoe is really interesting to me. I don't I know what this, it is. This is actually his mock-up too. They used. Yeah. Um. I don't. I, this one's not for me either. I, I don't know what it is. I think it's just maybe the super contrast of the white, the potential white stitching on the dark colors. I don't like as much. Um, I like more of a clean, seamless look. So I'm gonna have to pass on this one. I like the white stitching. I also like the smoke gray. The smoke gray one. Um, I'll go for it. I'm not gonna get it, but I will go for it. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, and we're we're refer- referencing uh, Kenneth, Mister Unloved Ones, on Instagram and Twitter. He's been on the show with us. If you want to hear, uh, he, he gave us some great takes towards the end of last year around um, sure. the Jordan One releases. But um, okay, the last one is the Air Jordan Three Racer Blue, supposedly July tenth, hundred ninety dollars. You're not getting this oh. one, Nick. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just I, the reason I'm saying that is because. Uh, I will destroy his name, so I'm going to say the owner of Fragment. Hiroshi Fujiwara. Yes, thank you. I just, I hate destroying people's names, and I just, I I don't want people to mess my name up. So, when he hit the picture of the potential Fragment 3, his his sample, it looked just like this. Which is, this is a mock-up we're looking at, but I wouldn't be surprised if it looked like this. It's gone immediately, because people are like, oh, Hiroshi wore these. I'm like, he didn't, but... You're close, I guess. <laughs> what do you think, Rowan? You may not get the sneak. You may not get the sneaker, Nick, but I'll <laughs> give you my pass. Uh, and I think that it—that's a fair trade-off. But no, it's a three. I like it. I don't. However, I tend not to like threes that are predominantly white for whatever reason. But it's okay. And the the blue and granted, this is all a mock-up, and we'll all look like jackasses afterwards when we see the actual product, and it looks nothing like the mock-up, but. This mock-up isn't necessarily doing anything for me, so I'll pass. But I'll give you my pass. So there All you right, go. I appreciate that. I'm definitely into this shoe. Uh, yeah, the the fragment pair that came out was disappointing to me compared to this colorway that seems to be similar to that original sample. Um, but also, if you are interested in more about fragment Hiroshi Fujiwara, the kind of the best of the best that have come from his collaborations with Nike, I'll link to in the description. I wrote a pretty lengthy article about how many collabs they've done with Nike um, 
it's 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 always interesting to see the way Nike kind of does this, right? Like we test the waters with uh, a sample as a collab, and then mm-hmm. you know, as Mike said, going to sell this out just because people think it's similar to that shoe. So how it uh, goes, man. <laughs> so that's yeah yeah so that's uh that's where we're at with upcoming jordan releases that gets us through into the the beginning early days of summer i'm pretty excited about a lot of those releases though honestly i feel like uh compared to last year there are way more shoes that i'm interested in this year i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing um it might just mean more disappointments but hey it's sunny it's the sunny sneaker history podcast we're going to be optimistic about it. And I'm just going to take a page from Rowett's book. And, you know, all of these are W's coming to me. I'm, I just, I'm going to dream of Gotham screens just popping up at me tonight. So <laughs> you're going to wake up. Why is my credit card bill so high? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> I, I get too many things in my sleep. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Uh. But um, yeah, as, as we've, as we've said in this episode, you know, like, if you are a member of the Patreon Discord, um, you know, we're always helping each other out in there. So it's a good way to kind of help each other cop the stuff that, you know, we're not normally going to get because potentially have another 10, 20, 30 people entering for you. It's a nice, uh, a nice chance, a nice, nice way to up your chances, I guess. Yeah. So definitely consider supporting. Uh, that's about it for me. You can follow me at Nick Engvall on all the platforms. Guys, let them know how they can follow you. Yeah, uh, find me on Instagram and Twitter at MadWatcher789 and on YouTube at Mike Guillory. Rowett, tell them where you're at, buddy. I'm at RowettM13 on Instagram and at Roheasy on Twitter. And thank you for listening to us pontificate about sneakers that, if we're lucky, maybe we get a quarter of them, but we'll see. <laughs> Definitely. Well, we appreciate all of you, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace. See you. Hey y'all, Nick Ingvall here. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. It really means a lot that you would spend a portion of your week hanging with us, and if there are any ways that we can improve the podcast for you, please leave us a review on iTunes. If you're looking for more content from the Sneaker History crew, head over to patreon.com slash sneakerhistory and join us for as little as five bucks a month. That also gets you access to our Discord group, which is a lot of fun. Also, make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel. We just started uploading our videos there now, so you can watch the video version of the pod and a lot more. Last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. It's a small gesture that can go a really long way to making somebody's day a little bit better. Thanks again, and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.